Letter forty six of the Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Celine Major. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter forty six. To Miss Grenville. Oh, my Louisa, what will now become of your wretched sister? surely the wide world contains not so forlorn a wretch who has not been guilty of any crime but let me not keep you in suspense in the afternoon of the day i wrote last i told you miss finch was ill oh good god i know not what i write i thought i would go and see her for an hour or two i ordered the coach and was just stepping into it when an ill-looking man lord bless me i have seen none else lately laid hold of my arm saying madam you must not go into that carriage what do you mean i asked with a voice of terror thinking he was a madman nothing my lady he answered but an execution on sir william an execution oh heavens what execution i was breathless and just fainting they are bailiffs my lady said one of our servants my master is arrested for debt and these men will seize everything in the house but you need not be terrified your ladyship is safe they cannot touch you i ran back into the house with the utmost precipitation all the servants seemed in commotion i saw preston she was running upstairs with a bundle in her hand preston said i what are you about oh the bailiffs the bailiffs my lady they won't hurt you i want you here i can't come indeed my lady till i have disposed of these things i must throw them out of the window or the bailiffs will seize them i could not get a servant near me but my faithful win who hung weeping round me as for myself i was too much agitated to shed a tear or appear sensible of my misfortune two of these horrid men came into the room i demanded what they wanted to see that none of the goods were carried out of the house they answered i asked them if they knew where sir william stanley was oh he is safe enough said one of them we can't touch him he pleads privilege as being a member of parliament we can only take care of his furniture for him and am i not allowed the same privilege if so how have you dared to detain me detain you why i hope your ladyship will not say as how we have offered to detain you you may go where you please provided you take nothing with you my lady was going out said wynne sobbing and you would not suffer it not in that coach mistress to be sure but don't go for to say we stopped your lady she may go when she will will one of you order me a chair or hackney-coach i have no business here the last word melted me and i sunk into a chair giving way to a copious flood of tears at that instant almost the detestable biddulph entered the room i started up whence this intrusion my lord i asked with a haughty tone are you come to join your insults with the misfortunes you have in great measure affected i take heaven to witness answered he how much i was shocked to find an extent in your house i had not the least idea of such a circumstance happening i indeed knew that sir william was very much straitened for money accursed be those interrupted i ever accursed be those whose pernicious counsels and baleful examples have brought him into these exigencies i look on you my lord as one cruel cause of the ruin of our house rather lady stanley call me the prop of your sinking house 
view in me one who would die to render you service would to heaven you had done so long long before i had seen you how unkind is that wish i came madam with the intention of being serviceable to you do not then put such hard constructions on my words i wish to consult with you on the most efficacious means to be used for sir william's emolument you know not what power you have power alas what power have i the most unlimited he replied fixing his odious eyes on my face which i returned by a look of the utmost scorn oh lady stanley he continued do not do not i entreat you use me so hardly will you allow me to speak to you alone by no means for god's sake do your servant shall remain in the next room within your call let me beseech you to place some confidence in me i have that to relate concerning sir william which you would not choose a domestic should hear dearest lady stanley be not inexorable you may go into that room when said i not deigning to answer this importunate man my lord addressing myself to him you can have nothing to tell me to which i am a stranger i know sir william is totally ruined this is known to every servant in the house believe me said he the execution is the least part of the evil that event happens daily among the great people but there is an affair of another nature the stain of which can never be wiped off sir william by his necessities has been plunged into the utmost difficulties and to extricate himself has used some unlawful means in a word he has committed a forgery impossible cried i clasping my hands together in agony it is too true sir george brudenell has the forged deed now in his hands and nothing can save him from an ignominious death but the raising a large sum of money which is quite out of his power indeed i might with some difficulty assist him and will you not step forth to save him i asked with precipitation what would you do to save him he asked in his turn attempting to take my hand can you ask me such a question to save his life what would i not do you have the means in your power oh name them quickly and ease my heart of this load of distraction it is more much more than i can bear oh my lovely angel cried the horrid wretch would you but shew some tenderness to me would you but listen to the most faithful most enamoured of men much might be done you would by your sweet condescension bind me for ever to your interest might i but flatter myself i should share your affection would you but give me the slightest mark of it oh how blessed i should be say my adorable julia can i ever hope to touch your heart wretch cried i unhand me how dare you have the insolence to affront me again with the mention of your hateful passion i believe all you have uttered to be a base falsehood against sir william you have taken an opportunity to insult his wife at a time when you think him too much engaged to seek vengeance otherwise your coward soul would shrink from the just resentment you ought to expect i am no coward madam he replied but in my fears of offending the only woman on whom my soul dotes and the only one whose scorn would wound me i am not afraid of sir william's resentment i act but by his consent by his consent yes my dear creature by his come 
i know you to be a woman of sense you are acquainted with your husband's handwriting i presume i have not committed a forgery i assure you look madam on this paper you will see how much i need dread the just vengeance of an injured husband when i have his especial mandate to take possession as soon as i can gain my lovely charmer's consent and oh may just revenge inspire you to reward my labours he held a paper towards me i attempted to snatch it out of his hand not so my sweet angel i cannot part with it but you shall see the contents of it with all my heart oh louisa do i live to tell you what were those contents i resign all right and title to my wife julia stanley to lord biddulph on condition that he pays into my hands the sum of fourteen thousand six hundred pounds which he enters into an engagement to perform witness my hand william stanley grief resentment and amazement struck me dumb what say you to this lady stanley should you not pique yourself on your fidelity to such a good husband who takes so much care of you you see how much he prizes his life peace monster peace cried i you have taken a base most base advantage of the wretch you have undone the fault is all yours the cruelty with which you have treated me has driven me to the only course left of obtaining you you have it in your power to save or condemn your husband what should i barter my soul to save one so profligate of his but there are other resources yet left and we may yet triumph over thee thou cruel worst of wretches perhaps you may think there are hopes from old stanley there can be none as he has caused this execution it would half ruin your family to raise this sum as there are many more debts which they would be called upon to pay why then will you put it out of my power to extricate him let me have some influence over you on my knees i entreat you to hear me i swear by the great god that made me i will marry you as soon as a divorce can be obtained i have sworn the same to sir william think my dearest louisa what a situation this was for me i was constrained to rein in my resentment lest i should irritate this wretch to some act of violence for i had but too much reason to believe i was wholly in his power i had my senses sufficiently collected for which i owe my thanks to heaven to make a clear retrospect of my forlorn condition eight or ten strange fellows in the house who from the nature of their profession must be hardened against every distress and perhaps ready to join with the hand of oppression in injuring the unfortunate my servants in none of whom i could confide most of them employed in protecting what they styled their own property and either totally regardless of me or what i more feared might unite with this my chief enemy in my destruction as to the forgery though the bare surmise threw me into agonies i rather thought it a proof how far the vile biddulph would proceed to terrify me than reality but the fatal paper signed by sir william that was too evident to be disputed this conflict of thought employed every faculty and left me speechless biddulph was still on his knees for heaven's sake cried he do not treat me with this scorn make me not desperate ardent as my passion is i would not lose sight of my respect for you that you have already done i answered in thus openly avowing a passion to me so highly disagreeable prove your respect my lord by quitting so unbecoming a posture and leave the most unfortunate of women to her destiny 
take care take care madam cried he how you drive me to despair i have long long adored you my perseverance notwithstanding your frowns calls for some reward and unless you assure me that in a future day you will not be thus unkind i shall not easily forego the opportunity which now offers for mercy's sake exclaimed i starting up what do you mean lord biddulph how dare i insist sir leave me i burst into tears and throwing myself again in my chair gave free vent to all the anguish of my soul he seemed moved again he knelt and implored my pardon forgive me oh forgive me thou sweet excellence i will not hereafter offend if it is in nature to suppress the extreme violence of my love you know not how extensive your sway is over my soul indeed you do not on the condition of your leaving me directly i will endeavour to forgive and forget what has passed i sobbed out for my heart was too full of grief to articulate clearly urge me not to leave you my angelic creature ah seek not to drive the man from your presence who dotes dotes on you to distraction think what a villain your husband is think into what accumulated distress he has plunged you behold in me one who will extricate you from all your difficulties who will raise you to rank title and honour one whom you may make a convert oh that i had met with you before this cursed engagement i should have been the most blessed of men no vile passion would have interfered to sever my heart from my beauteous wife in her soft arms i should have found a balm for all the disquietudes of the world and learnt to despise all its empty delusive joys in the solid bliss of being good and happy this fine harangue had no weight with me though i thought it convenient he should think i was moved by it alas my lord said i it is now too late to indulge these ideas i am doomed to be wretched and my wretchedness feels increase if i am the cause of making any earthly being so yet if you have the tenderness for me you express you must participate of my deep affliction ask your own heart if a breast torn with anguish and sorrow as mine is can at present admit a thought of any other sentiment than the grief so melancholy a situation excites in pity therefore to the woman you profess to love leave me for this time i said i would forgive and forget your compliance with my request may do more it certainly will make me grateful dearest of all creatures cried he seizing my hand and pressing it with rapture to his bosom dearest best of women what is there that i could refuse you oh nothing nothing my soul is devoted to you but why leave you why may i not this moment reap the advantage of your yielding heart away away my lord cried i pushing him from me you promise to restrain your passion why then is it thus boundless entitle yourself to my consideration before you thus demand returns i make no demands i have done but i flattered myself i read your soft wishes in your lovely eyes detestable wretch how my soul rose up against him but fear restrained my tongue but tell me my adorable angel if i tear myself from you now when shall i be so happy as to behold you again to-morrow i answered i shall be in more composed spirits to-morrow and then i will see you here 
but do not expect too much and now leave me this moment as i have said more than i ought i obey dearest julia cried the insolent creature i obey and blessed be heaven he left the room i sprung to the door and double-locked it then called wynne into the room who had heard the whole of this conversation the poor soul was as pale as ashes her looks were contagious i caught the infection and forgetting the distance betwixt us but misery makes us all equal i threw my arms round her and shed floods of tears into her faithful bosom when my storms of grief had a little subsided or indeed when nature had exhausted her store i became more calm and had it in my power to consider what steps i should take as you may believe i had nothing further from my intention than meeting this vile man again i soon came to the determination to send to miss finch as there was no one to whom i could apply for an asylum i mean for the present as i am convinced i shall find the properest and most welcome in yours and my dear father's arms by and by i rang the bell one of the horrid bailiffs came for my orders i desired to have griffith called to me i wrote a note to miss finch telling her in a few words the situation of my affairs and that my dread was so great of receiving further insult from lord biddulph that i could not support the idea of passing the night surrounded by such wretches therefore entreated her to send some one in whom she could confide in her carriage to convey me to her for a little time till i could hear from my friends in a quarter of an hour griffith returned with a billet containing only three lines but oh how much comfort my dearest creature my heart bleeds for your distresses there is no one so proper as your true friend to convey you hither i will be with you in an instant yours for ever maria finch i made wynne bundle up a few night-clothes and trifles that we both might want and in a short time i found myself pressed to the bosom of my dear maria she had risen from her bed where she had lain two days to fly to my succour ah how much i am indebted to her by miss finch's advice i wrote a few words to oh what shall i call him the man my louisa who tore me from the fostering bosom of my beloved father to abandon me to the miseries and infamy of the world i wrote thus abandoned and forsaken by him to whom i alone ought to look up for protection i am though alas unable obliged to be the guardian of my own honour i have left your house happy happy had it been for me never to have entered it i seek that asylum from strangers i can no longer meet with from my husband i have suffered too much from my fatal connection with you to feel disposed to consign myself to everlasting infamy notwithstanding i have your permission to extricate you from a trivial inconvenience remember this is the first instance in which i ever disobeyed your will may you see your error reform and be happy so praise your much injured but still faithful wife End of letter forty six.